Pinoy Servility and Perpetual Poverty. Hi everyone! Welcome to FQ Mom Podcast. This is Rose Press Fausto, also known as FQ Mom. FQ stands for Financial Quotient. Your ability to make sound decisions and actions with regard to your personal finances. In other words, it's the IQ and EQ of handling money. And because FQ is not just a standalone skill, but it's related to the many aspects of life, we will be talking about so much more than just money. Are you ready? Our podcast for today will talk about this, Pinoy servility and perpetual poverty. Let me start with a short story. You know, tanan or elope is what my husband and I call our impromptu getaways. We had one last weekend and we ended up in Baguio. The Bent Cub Museum is now a top tourist spot in the summer capital of the land. It's a beautiful property overlooking the mountains of Benguet, and it houses priceless art pieces by the master himself, Benedicto Cabrera, also known as Ben Cab, and the other artists in his collection. We had planned to go there and spend the whole morning just staring at art pieces that would capture our eyes and our hearts. Unfortunately, it was difficult, if not impossible, to do that. Why? Because we were there on a Saturday morning together with local tourists who seemed to treat the place like an open park when it comes to their noise and movement levels. Grabe ang ingay. It was so difficult to concentrate. And, you know, I ended up buying na lang the book, Ben Cab, Filipino Artist. It's a two-volume book that extensively chronicles the artist's 50 years of creativity. Medyo mahal nga lang siya, pero somehow ako yung parang madaling ma-quote-unquote budol when it comes to buying hardbound books. Can you hear the pukpukan <laughs> in my background if you can? Sorry na lang. Construction still ongoing. Anyway, upon going back to our hotel, I started reading the book. And here's something that struck me. In Ben Cobb's 1978 interview by Sid Reyes, he talked about his painting called Types of Filipinos Waiting to be Called Americans in 1972. The, the painting was in 1972. So I'm taking a quote from the book. He said, The idea is to show the servility of the Filipinos who have found in the Americans a new master. I suppose, having been conditioned by 300 years of Spanish rule, they seem to take domination as a matter of course. There is resignation to one's fate, and I wanted through this painting to show that we must rid ourselves of this attitude of subservience. Wow. Upon reading this, I had to pause. It's so true. Then and now. That was done. That interview was done in 1970s during the martial law era. And now it is still so true. It crossed my mind that this servility or, or subservience to a master is a big factor why there is perpetual poverty among the majority of our population. 
If we examine the slave-master relationship, the slave labors and the master, quote-unquote, takes care of the slave's needs. There is lack of autonomy in the life of the slave as he depends on his master to address his needs in return for his labor and loyalty. The master is also dependent on his slaves as no work is going to be done without them. This is an unhealthy relationship of codependence. Look at the way we choose our leaders. We choose the populist ones, the strongman candidates who always campaign using gimmicks that they are one with the poor and blaming the sorry state of the nation to the elite. Never mind if these populist leaders are the ones oozing with gold. So, how does servility perpetuate poverty? Subconsciously, there's a deeper reason for this servility. For as long as one keeps the slave mentality, that kind of mindset, one will never be responsible for his misfortune, right? He will always have someone to blame. As his master says, the elite. So, the slave is off the hook. Hindi ko kasalanan kung bakit ako mahirap. And he relies on his master. That is why he will forgive his master's corruption because he thinks that unlike the other rich folks, his corrupt master helps him and his family anyway and they can count on him. Siya ang tinatakbuhan namin kung may kailangan kami. And so the corrupt master has to show his tangible yet superficial support in occasions such as KBL. Alam niyo ba kung ano yun? Kasal, binyag, libing. In the article, there's a subtitle, which is Someone Threatened This Codependency. During the campaign, we saw a leader who inspired millions of people like no one ever had. She is very middle class, the one with the lowest NAV or net asset value among all presidential candidates, but whose daughters all graduated from prestigious universities here and abroad, thanks to their disciplined training from their tiger mom. Millions were extremely inspired to contribute their talent, time, skills, and other resources to her movement of empowerment. This movement aims to end poverty through gobiernong tapat. It was a dream to get rid of the unhealthy servility by taking out abusive, corrupt masters in government. Alas, the movement was no match to the four Gs used by the United Traditional Politicos to assault this threat to end their system of codependence. For how can a poor family say no to 14,000 pesos per voter? Nagkaubusan nga daw ng groceries eh. Siyempre na-excite sila when they had their, their 14,000 each voter. Yun. Ay, nako. And how can one say no to monthly salaries na pwedeng itapat sa salary na isang bank manager by just posting fake news and 
comments online. So is the Filipino doomed to perpetual poverty? It is wrong to completely pass on the blame to our poor population for electing incompetent, corrupt leaders. I personally know educated, well-off people who continue to vote for them, for these corrupt leaders, even if they know way too well about their corruption. And I think they are more culpable in perpetuating the system than our poorer countrymen. An employee asked me for advice. Sabi niya, Ma'am, do you think my plan to pursue an MBA is still worth worth it under this regime? I'm holding it off kasi nakakawalang gana, nakakababa talaga ng moral. Some of my students express disappointment and even disgust on their relatives who supported the son of the dictator and heir to the plunder. They asked, Ma'am, what's in store for us? Who will be graduating this year? When the election returns were showing the junior's overwhelming lead, there was a surge in online searches for work abroad. If this continues, there will be an exodus of Filipino workers willing to do jobs below their capabilities, again being subservient in their host countries, sacrificing being away from their families. Are we a hopeless case? No matter how disappointed we are with what's happening in our country, we cannot afford to lose hope. It might be sickening to continue paying our taxes when the presumptive president himself does not pay his taxes. It might feel useless to do good when we see evil succeed. But here's the thing which is the common denominator when I gave my answer to the employee, to my students, and even to my disappointed self when I asked a similar question of, uh, is it still worth doing good in this regime? Here's my answer. We must not allow them to alter our beautiful plans in life. We must not allow them to make ourselves behave less than our best selves. Because doing so is being subservient to their ways. They are not our masters. We are our own masters. To go back to the quote from Ben Cab, we must rid ourselves of this attitude of subservience. And the way to do that now is not to succumb to the temptation to throw in the towel but to continue the movement of empowerment that we have started. Again, we must not allow them to alter our beautiful plans in life. We must not allow them to make ourselves behave less than our best selves. Doing so is being subservient to their ways. They are not our masters. We are our own masters. Thank you very much for joining me in this episode of the FQ Mom podcast. If you want to learn more about FQ or Financial Quotient, just go to fqmom.com, subscribe so that you don't miss any single content that I put out there. If you want to get your copy of any of my books, you can also search um, FQ Books there and we will be delivering it to your doorstep. 
So, I'd like to see you on my socials. That's FQ Mom on Facebook, YouTube, Kumu, and this podcast, and the FQ Mom on Instagram and Twitter. I hope to see you again next time. And this has been Rose Fresh Fausto wishing you all a high FQ.